and we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth, and we are joined with someone from the Pagan Pride of Fort Collins. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Yeah, uh, I'm Jordan Beard with Fort Collins Pagan Pride, and uh, really excited to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, Jordan. All right, so uh, let's start it off by talking about uh, what paganism is. And uh, your website describes paganism as kind of an overarching umbrella term for a number of different spiritual affiliations. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that means and how you define paganism? So that's actually a thing that gets uh, really complicated really quickly. But the, the really short version is that paganism is a spiritual path that centers around nature, the seasons, solar and lunar happenings. Any religion or spiritual path that falls under that category or takes cues from nature can fall under the pagan umbrella term. But it kind of depends on the individual, whether or not they consider themselves a pagan or not. So that actually leads into our next question about how you would describe yourself spiritually. <laughs> well, that, that also gets a little complicated. Um, so personally, I call myself a Taoist with Native American medicine leanings, but I am also an eclectic pagan priest. So uh, for those that know about uh, paganism, I have uh, relationships with the Norse gods, as well as a few of the Greek gods. And um, for everybody that's not a pagan, that's probably going to sound pretty weird. But that's the way I would describe myself. So how, how do you, for those of us who aren't pagans, how do you kind of explain following gods from different uh, backgrounds under the same faith? Yeah, that's actually a pretty common uh, question. The trick there, and, and the way that I would put it, is that it has to be a personal reaction. You put your energy out there, you put your intention out there, and then what comes back to you and what talks back is the thing that you then connect with. And that may be a concept, that might be a deity, it may be just a, a season, um, a, an element, uh, a plant, whatever you put out there and it talks back, that's the thing that you are then relating to. So it's really about personal connection. Absolutely. Absolutely about personal connection. There's very little dogma in the pagan sphere. Um, it, it's, it's more about that feeling, that personal reaction to things. Gotcha. And then... Would you be willing to go a little bit more into pagan pride? Absolutely. So paganism is often very misunderstood, uh, and, and it's been that way for a very long time. One of the big things that we get is, um, I, I'm just going to throw it out there, is that, that people think that we uh, worship the devil or that we're Satanists. We get confused with other organizations and other faiths. We're not those things. We, we don't believe in a devil. So how... Why would we worship him, it, um, when we don't believe it exists? So we're out there to try and dispel some of those misconceptions, some of those misunderstandings. Pagans are out there in every walk of life. They're your neighbors. We're doctors, lawyers. We work at the grocery store. We're normal folks that want the same things that everybody else does. We want a better world. We want clean air. We want our kids to grow up happy and healthy. We, we want a world that, uh, you know, supports and is more kind and caring and loving. We have a lot of the same morals that anybody else does. But 
this stigma still exists. So Fort Collins Pagan Pride is out there, uh, as well as many other Pagan Pride organizations nationally and internationally, to try and spread real information, to really dispel those misunderstandings, to get the information out there that we're here, we're not scary, uh, we're friendly people, and we're in your community trying to do good, do better things. And what do you think could happen if uh, people's perspectives towards paganism changed and they learned more and lost those misunderstandings? Well, for one thing, I think a lot of the prejudices that uh, pagans face would uh, evaporate. Uh, knowledge is really key. When we reach out and we get to know each other, it's harder to hate one another. There are people that actually get threats for being pagans. Um, myself, I, I was actually threatened with losing a job uh, at one point because of my faith. My direct manager, thankfully, was a good guy who, who said, just don't let the owners know that uh, you are, are not a Christian and it'll be OK. And, and so we kept it secret for years. Uh, I was able to keep that job because I did keep it secret. Uh, but now I'm out uh, what we call the broom closet, um, <laughs> no longer hiding. Um, and uh, I, I'm out here. I'm not afraid anymore. And um, I'd like to see that be a thing that, that everybody's free to be themselves, be it about their religion, gender identity, sexual identity, whatever it is, people should be free to be themselves. And, and that's one of our hopes, is that getting paganism out of the closet, getting it to not be so scary, educating people will then let them be open. Makes sense. So let's talk about... Uh, paganism as that kind of uh, term about people being free. Are there so other affiliations, be it religious or spiritual, that paganism does not describe? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's actually many. Um, and again, it, it's really a personal thing. Um, just as an example, uh, most people would not uh, classify uh, Buddhism as a pagan faith. However, there are Buddhists that do classify themselves as pagan. It does take a lot of uh, inference from uh, natural cycles, from, uh, you know, the seasons, things like that. And, and a lot of uh, the cues of Buddhism are, are taken from nature. So that's an example. Another one, uh, Satanism, Church of Satan, really not um, pagan faiths at all. They don't fall under that umbrella. Um, there's a lot of them out there that, uh, that would not fall under that classification. But again, it's always down to the person's understanding of their own beliefs. Yeah, another question I have is some uh, people who identify as pagan also identify as a witch, and then there are also some people who hate that term. Is that also kind of a personal choice in that matter? Absolutely. Yeah, that is that is absolutely a thing. So uh, one of my partners on uh, Northern Colorado Covenant of the River, uh, that's the organization that uh, that I help run as well as uh, president of Fort Collins Pagan Pride. One of uh, one of them identifies herself as a hodgepodge kitchen pot witch. <laughs> and um, actually, she's probably listening right now. So hygiene. Um, but it's just great because she she has identified this definition for herself and that gives it more personality that gives it more power because of her identification with it 
So yes, uh, the the joke goes that um, not all birds are ducks, but all ducks are birds. That doesn't always work for paganism, but in general, you can say that um, you know most witches or Wiccans um, are pagans, but not all pagans are witches. And then my other question is, there are a lot of representations of pagans and witches on television and movies, and some of them, I would say it's more than almost any other denomination, and it's more cartoonish than a lot of other denominations. Do you think that helps or hurts um, your beliefs? Well, I don't think that there's any external force that Hollywood or or any TV show can uh, exert that would hurt uh, our personal belief systems. However, the perception of pagans, of witches, um, it, it, it's a little of both. You, you get some of column A, some of column B. There are some that, that try to get it right. Um, I, I can't think of a title right now, but there's been a few where it's been uh, admirable, where they've tried to represent what we call magic in a more realistic way. But in general, you uh, when you say that word magic, people either think of uh, David Copperfield stage magic, or they think of Harry Potter, or Lord of the Rings, and and none of those is what we mean by magic. So, what do you mean by magic? Out of curiosity. Well, it's actually uh, it, it's going to sound a little weird at first, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to put some correlations there. Sure. The definition of magic is the use of non-physical means using energy to create change in the world around you. Okay. Now, that's very ambiguous, but I want you to think about it akin to praying for someone that is sick. Uh, isn't that a non-physical way that you try to affect a change in the world around you? So, really, magic and prayer are very similar in a lot of different ways. And I will say that a lot of uh, pagans, especially the uh, eclectic pagans, absolutely believe in the power of prayer, just as uh, Judeo-Christians do. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about Pagan Pride, the event. So Pagan Pride is an event that happens every year. It took place early this year in August. What happens at Pagan Pride? Well, so the the main thing with Pagan Pride Day, um, which is the event in August, as opposed to Pagan uh, Pagan Pride, which is the organization, is uh, that we want to get the message out there and let people come and meet each other. It's it's one of those things, again, to, to dispel the misunderstanding, to dispel the fear. It's hard to hate someone once you've met one. Um, it, it's it's akin to, you know, the folks that are saying, you know, it's hard to discriminate against Muslims once you know a handful of them. We're trying to do the same thing. Come on out. Everybody's welcome. And just meet a few pagans. See, see what we're like. See that we're not scary. There are also some classes and, and workshops going on. We have live music. There's uh, open rituals, so you can see actually kind of the inner workings of what paganism looks like behind the curtain, so to speak. Um, We have open public rituals out there. And there are information booths and people talking and and just there to answer questions. So, uh, yeah, we invite everybody. uh, August 22nd, 2020 is our next one. Awesome. Um, Check out the website, though. It's uh, fortcollinspaganpride.org. Um, and, and we'll be getting details up there uh, shortly after the first of the year for that. Great to know. Um, and 
we we're getting to the end here, but uh, and we touched on this a little bit earlier. But I'd I'd love to just talk about this a little more. Um, you said there are a lot of misconceptions about how society sees pagans, and well, I know one of them you talked about was uh, you know pagans worship Satan, which you said isn't true. What other kinds of misconceptions do you do you see, and uh, could you dispel them for us real quick, just for our listeners? Uh, well, one of the big ones is uh, actually that uh, you know pagans are um, evil in general. Yeah, leaving uh, Satan and Satanism out of it, the idea that we worship the concept of evil not not the truth at all um again we have a lot of the same morality as uh, anybody else in the community um another big one is that uh, paganism is very secretive and, and i will say that in the past it has had to be uh, again that that terminology that we use the broom closet people have had to hide that they were pagan and so they they became what we now call solitary pagans but um, paganism uh, isn't really that way as much anymore. People are able to get out and gather. Um, we love to gather. We're, we're actually working on an event uh, coming up in May uh, called Untamed. Um, it, I work on so many events. We do so many different things uh, in the community together. We just had a big open ritual the other day. We're, we're doing this Untamed festival, um, which is an outdoor camping uh, live music, lots of uh, spiritual activities, lots of different things. We're no longer hiding, um, and we no longer have to be secretive or, or solitary. And again, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not scary. It's not evil. We believe in a, a rough karmic system. And again, each person's faith is, is individual. But most pagans believe in some sort of karmic system that if you put good into the world, you'll get good back. So... We're good, folks. We're not scary. Come check us out or, or write us an email anytime. Right on. And then before we wrap up, is there anything else you would want people who are unfamiliar with uh, paganism to know? Oh, um, we like to have a good time. Uh, seriously, <laughs> we're, we're fun people. We're really, uh, we're pretty relaxed. Um, we, we almost always, most of our groups, uh, especially here in the northern Colorado area, are very open uh, open to the public. If you have questions, don't be afraid to ask. Find one on online. You can Google, um, you know, Northern Colorado Pagans, Fort Collin Pagans, even down into Love, uh, Loveland, Longmont. We know groups out there that are open to the public. Feel free to ask. Um, we would love to answer your questions. And uh, so, so reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Right. Absolutely. And that's all the time we have. But thank you again for coming in. We're going to take a longer break, but before we do that, we're going to have... We're going to... Uh, we got a ticket giveaway, and we're going to promo that again. Um, so we are giving away uh, two pairs of tickets. One pair of tickets to Asylum Haunted House, one pair of tickets to 13th Floor Haunted House. If you would like to enter for a chance to win these pair of tickets, all you have to do is text us your favorite scary or funny Halloween story before the show's over today, because we're going to be naming the winners at the end of the show today. So there's still time. Text us in that story to 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278. Or you can tweet us at KCSUFM, your favorite scary or funny Halloween story, for a chance to win two pairs of tickets, one to Asylum Haunted House, one to 13th Floor. All right, and we're going to take that break, but right after, you're going to hear Campus News with Max. So stay tuned. <laughs> 